Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez. Aaron Keller is here running the equipment, like always. And then we also have Chief Game Warden, Tyler Turnipseed here. And then we have Game Warden Captain Brian Eller. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Appreciate you having us. And this is an exciting podcast because the International Wildlife Conference is coming to Nevada. And Brian, I just realized that you're the president. Yes, ma'am. And it's a huge, this is a huge group. It's it's a fairly big group. We have, uh, I want to say, close to 40 states involved. It's the people that run their Operation Game Thief programs or their stop poaching programs or whatever they call them, tip programs. It's those people we get together and talk about uh, at the conference about ways to improve our programs throughout the country. We also have, I believe it's nine uh, Canadian provinces that have programs that are involved in the, in the conference also. So it's really benefiting people across the country and in Canada all over the place. Yes. Uh, we're we're still looking. We we're trying to go international, but we're trying to get established here in the United States and North America first, and then possibly at some point start involving like African nations and uh, Australia, other countries involved in it. Nice. So when and where is the conference? The conference this year is going to be held up at Lake Tahoe in July, the fourteenth through the seventeenth up at the uh, Mont Blue Hotel Casino. Uh, it's gonna, it's like a three-day conference. And then the reason we wanted to do this podcast is because a big part of it is the sporting clay shoot that we have going on. Yes, uh, the Saturday before the conference starts, uh, July 13th, we're doing a fundraising conference, a uh, f- fundraising uh, sporting clay shoot. It's, uh, I believe we're, just doing a half a shoot it's 50 clays uh to help raise money for the international wildlife crime stoppers and nevada's ogt program so why not come have some fun and then you're also putting money back into wildlife and yes serving uh, it a lot of the the money that's raised during the fundraiser uh it does go to the international wildlife crime stoppers they're a 501c3 uh based out of georgia is where they're based out of but uh some of that money that we raise since we're hosting there's a part of the pot is set aside for nevada in our programs nice so anyone could sign up and come to the sporting yeah the 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 sporting clay is open to the public uh anybody that wants to come shoot uh the clay shoot uh we're providing all the ammo we're paying for the the registration at the for the gun club we're paying for all the clay birds uh and we're also providing a lunch at the clay shoot nice. it's so all free the weekend before the conference then this is happening it's the saturday mm-hmm. before the conference yes cool. and it's at capital city gun club in carson city capital city gun club in carson city yes right on mm-hmm. and how much does it cost to enter uh a 
for a team, it's three hundred and forty dollars. Uh, for an individual to sign up, it's uh, eighty-five dollars. For any junior shooters that want to go, it's uh, I believe forty-five dollars. For how, how old for the juniors? I think we're going up to seventeen, eighteen, maybe. Cool. So See, anybody listening, round up three buddies. I was just gonna say, get a group yeah. of friends get together. Get a group, three hundred and forty bucks. And we we should we'll we'll have a. There's a possibility we'll have some uh, celebrities from uh, the Northwoods Law. Uh, some of those guys are going to be in town uh, at the shoot helping out. Nice. It sounds really fun. Um, and also, if we do have for businesses or just anybody, if they wanted to sponsor a station and get a sign out that says, thank you for your sponsorship and uh advertisement uh, they can sponsor a shooting station for 250 dollars cool and then um i want to get into what iwc is because the conference is happening like we've said this weekend and then you guys are doing the fundraiser beforehand and all that money goes back into iwc so what is iwc exactly that's a great question ashley and it's <clears throat> it's pretty cool that uh we're hosting the conference here in nevada this year because it kind of comes full circle um, the group was started in 1997 with seven member states, uh, one of which being Nevada, but then the other six being Colorado, Arizona, New York, Texas, Nebraska, and Georgia. Um, they got Those seven states got together in 1997 and, and uh, wanted to sort of build this group to unify all the, all the uh, states' anti-poaching campaigns or Operation Game Thief campaigns. Um, the very next year, they held the first conference here in Reno in 1998. Um, which happens to be the year I started as a game warden. Brian had been on a couple years, and so it's cool to see that come full circle now to where we're, here we are in 2019 and hosting this conference yeah. again. And now it's grown from seven member states up to 44, and then, like Brian said, a few Canadian provinces as well. So um, it's basically, like I said, a, a, a group of states and provinces who get together and talk about ways that they can fight poaching and, and uh, run their Operation Game Thief programs uh, from one state to the next. Operation Game Thief, for those who are not familiar, we've, we've done some podcasts on it here in Nevada, but um, it's essentially like a secret witness hotline for wildlife crime. Um, as, as we've discussed before, our law enforcement division is very small. We've got about 31 field-level wardens in the, in the whole state, and so we rely really heavily on the public to call in and, and report something when they see something going wrong. Nice. And then... Um where could they so if they they're out and about they see something wrong what's the number to call that's that's a great question and and uh, we print that number in all of our publications uh, on our licenses on our tags all that sort of stuff the operation game thief number is there it's 1-800-992-3030 um, it has a certain ring to it it's stuck in my head for years but, but yeah if you're always curious we give out all sorts of pens and and uh, coffee cups and decals that have that number on it but like i said it's also on your license on your tag on our website there's an online uh, form that you can go to on our website to report wildlife crime we're working on a mobile app where people can text in information yeah, we're not quite there yet but but we're close to that so um yeah 1-800-992-3030 goes to our dispatch center in reno that's our statewide dispatch they're actually open from 6 a.m to 11 p.m but if it's after hours you can leave a message as well so all of that that we're doing through OGT, we also have, I'm sure people around Nevada have seen the OGT trailer that goes out and about to a different events. Um, a lot of that we're able to make happen because of IWC, it sounds like. Exactly. Captain Eller may elaborate on this, but um, we've got three, we call them wall of shame trailers, one in each region. 
And with those trailers, we take them to county fairs, uh, school children presentations, wildlife education events, um, and, and uh, sort of a mobile display that shows wildlife that we've seized in law enforcement cases uh, where we caught a poacher, uh, found somebody doing the wrong thing, and made a case out of them. Um, so, that you know, they've got taxidermy heads, deer, elk, bighorn, mountain goat, mountain lion, all sorts of stuff in our trailers. Um, and, and it's a, a tribute to the success of the OGT program. Like I said, it's a, it's a secret witness. You can remain anonymous. People are eligible for rewards. That's another part of the OGT program is we have a citizens board that, uh, that, uh, authorizes reward money for some of these cases. But, um, so yeah, those, those three trailers travel around the state and promote the program. Brian, Brian spearheads all that. Yeah. And with the, the IWC, they were, um, uh, not last year, year before last, they actually gave us a grant to purchase our third trailer. So we're still kind of building it to get it all fixed up. But they gave us uh, $10,000 through a grant to purchase a trailer. And they also gave us, the year before that, they gave us a grant to help rewrap some of one of our older trailers. So the money goes to good use. They've bought and they've bought trailers for a couple of other states and helped their programs get started. And it's uh, they're big help with the the Operation Game Thieves in in different states. Right, and those trailers are always popular at events and shows and our you know wildlife education type stuff. People see all the animals and they come over, and then they get to learn the message and the meaning and like where the animals came from and. There's always tons of people and kids stacked up trying to listen to everybody. And yeah, we, we get a lot of people there that that like seeing, well, they don't like seeing the animals in there. They're glad they're in there because we have caught a poacher. Right, exactly. exactly. So yeah. that I can't say what they would prefer be mounted in <laughs> yeah. the trailer. But uh, we also do, we're, we're also incorporating, you know, ethical hunting practices and conservation stuff into the program not just poaching right hunter so educate general hunter, hunter education, education and yep. stuff like that we're also we also talk to kids about that and adults at the same time yeah so. definitely the the difference between a poacher and a, a hunter uh, right? ethical and a hunter yeah, yes how that works exactly we always try to highlight that difference that the difference between licensed regulated ethical hunting versus poaching right. you know two different things so Brian, uh, Brian, and some of his crew. He's got some rever- reserve game wardens who are volunteers. Uh, they travel around the state with these trailers. Uh, this time of year, you know, the first half of the calendar year, lots of fairs, shows, wildlife conservation uh, conventions, and then Brian sort of transitions in the fall. We'll actually take these trailers out into the middle of nowhere and do what we call a unit watch, where we'll set up at a prominent intersection out in a hunt unit somewhere during a busy deer season opener, or cow elk opener, or something, and provide sort of a stop in point for hunters coming and going to pick up brochures regulations ask about populations where the elk might be where the chucker hunting is good all that sort of stuff sort of a, a mobile uh mobile command center for a hunt that's going on that's, that's we've had some great public outreach at those yeah we we've on those unit watches we try to get a some of the local area game wardens and biologists to come out and be at the trailer so like i i'm not an expert on the area is over in Elko, so we try to get those guys to come out and hang out the trailer so they can answer questions. Uh, last year we had one out by Spring Creek where we actually collected, the biologists there uh, collected four or five CWD samples right. with people that just brought in deer and said, here, you, uh, you can take a sample from my deer. So 
it turned it, it's multi-use yes yeah <laughs> yeah and, we benefit and like we said partially funded by international wildlife crime stoppers yeah. Right? Yeah. See. yeah well i feel like we have a lot more to get into but it is time to take a quick break you are listening to nevada wild if you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, we are talking about the International Wildlife Crime Stoppers Conference. And that's going to be held in South Lake Tahoe, July 13th through 17th. And not only is this a big, big deal because there's a fundraising opportunity that anyone could take part in with the sporting clay shoot that we talked about in the first half of the show. But it's also when all these different states come together and you talk about ideas. So, Brian, has there been a lot of ideas to come out of this conference over the years? Yeah, we, we've had quite a few. I think when it started up... Uh we got the ideas of the trailers came out of this conference of and from one state came with the idea of the trailer and then the other states were like oh wow that sounds like a good idea and so a lot of states have started these trailers running them around the state their states with uh calling them whatever their tip trailer their ogt wall of shame whatever they call them but uh ideas like that have come out ideas of how to promote the programs uh, uh, on their OGT programs, uh, doing podcasts like this or doing news releases, press releases, stuff like that. A lot of those ideas have uh, come th through this conference. Uh, like the Maine had an idea and it all worked out. Donations from IWC and Maine, they have a wall of shame at the airport at their uh, capital, which I feel bad because I can't remember what the capital of Maine is right now. <laughs> That's okay. I was trying to think, too. All right. We'll put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. School. yeah, that's pretty cool. So anybody walking through their airport is getting that message that, obviously, that poaching is bad and yes. it's happening. And you either get their phone number. It's good branding for them. Oh, yeah. It's a good spot for that. But, uh, yeah, they've had... Uh, we also... They also... The IWC has given out uh, grants to... Uh, game wardens for helping stopping poaching too like for decoys or if they needed uh anything that they could use to help uh catch poachers uh iwc has donated some money to them to help purchase stuff like that oh that's cool so any sort of equipment like little equipment or tools to do their job yes right on very cool and then I, I didn't even know about IWC before this, so I feel like it is really important that we're highlighting it because yeah. it plays a big role. And we do just to get, uh, uh, <coughs> say, the conservation part of it out. Uh, the IWC does partner with, it's called the Outdoor Tomorrow Foundation, which has a curriculum for schools, uh, like uh, high schools, uh, middle schools that, takes the place of a PE class in that curriculum all it is is about wildlife uh, camping uh, archery fishing and stuff that's part of the the PE program instead of just nice. doing kickball or something like that but it's it's all 
not all funded by Outdoor Foundation, but they can help get school started with that program. Exactly. And those are things that kids could, those are, I don't know, I always went to PE and then I didn't play half the sports that I yeah. played in PE after, uh, but these are things people could use with their families or out camping. Or yeah, that's the, that's the thing about the that curriculum. Uh, that's why they got it started because you had people that weren't in playing football or baseball or whatever. They go to PE and they just sit on the bleachers and don't participate, but they found out a lot of kids would participate in outdoor stuff. Yeah. And so Especially important, Very as you cool. guys know, from, from Conservation Education Division, especially this kind of stuff's so important in, you know, some of the bigger cities and our country's becoming more and more urbanized all the time all right. and, and uh, fewer and fewer people are in connection with the natural world. And with Outdoor Tomorrow Foundation being in 300 schools nationwide, that's, that's pretty cool that's to a big deal. get kids, you know, into the outdoors. At least give them some sort of an introduction to mm -hmm. there's other things you could be doing. Exactly. You know, just put down those tablets. Yeah. Exactly. Get outside. Put down the technology and go <laughs> yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very cool. And then you do a lot of education too with OGT. Uh, yes, we, we go to several schools uh, every year with OGT trailer and talk to the kids about uh, wildlife in Nevada. A lot of them are too small or too young to kind of understand what poaching is we we kind of give them a general idea what it is but uh, they're more interested in looking at the cool <laughs> animals and stuff and a lot of them are surprised that the, these animals are in Nevada that they're just outside their doors so we just go and talk to them about uh, a little bit about hunting about what animals they can find in Nevada and stuff like that too yeah at some of the events we'll see you know, 10, 20 people, especially kids, lined up in front of the trailer. <laughs> and always makes me laugh the variety of questions that come at you at those, you know, everything from wildlife education, fish, hunting, uh, you know, the smaller the kids, the more random the questions. I love that. That's the right. funniest thing. Mm -hmm. What is the weirdest question? Ooh. <laughs> um, we, we get a lot of people calling the, uh, our mountain lion that we have on one of our trailers, they think it's a tiger or a <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> or they a all pant, look the same you know, the they, kids. they come yeah. out with all kinds of stuff. But yeah. uh, it is kind of cool where they, the, when you tell them what stuff is and they're like, oh, wow, that's in Nevada. And they're like, we're like, yeah. So. Yeah. Kids that didn't realize we have mountain goats in Nevada or yeah. big sheep or, or whatever. Yeah. I also think it's pretty cool when the kids can interact with game wardens in their kind of environment right at the school or the event and that and it's good right it's a good interaction with them and yeah i'm a huge proponent of that most of my field career i was in little tiny rural towns and and i really try to stress that with some of our new game wardens coming in that they need to be seen as a member of that community and be active in local organizations and play on your local softball team and volunteer here and and uh you know different stuff like that so that exactly what you just said talk to kids um in a setting where they feel safe and comfortable and happy to see you that way a month later or 10 years later when they run into you in the field they know who you are and what you do and and uh they're they're relaxed about that contact yeah for sure we in my job in my position i mean we're always trying to get the rural guys or even the guys in the cities to come to our hunter education classes you know to to give that message that game wardens are there and the ogt message and but then also just so they can meet a game warden so the first time they meet them isn't out on in the middle of Nevada and they get nervous or scared or something, you know, sure. So yep. You, they're there to 
help you or to give you like brian said those unit watches are really cool i mean you could stop and ask for info yeah that's what i was thinking it's so important for us to have that rapport with the community in the in the smaller towns and and the cities too but yeah in rural nevada if you don't have the support of your community then you're not going to be very successful as a game warden exactly yeah and i gotta say one thing that our our reserve game warden mr kazajanski did at our unit watches we do have a Keurig at our trailer. <laughs> oh, you, he's so talked we, about this. So Paul's we could have coffee or uh, hot chocolate or whatever. Uh, we usually have the generator going, and we have coffee most of the time there. Yeah, so that's a great segue. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about the Reserve Game Warden. You're looking – I mean, anybody that's listening, uh, they're interested. Yeah, we're, we're always looking and, and talking to people about becoming Reserve Wardens. It's, it's a little tr- uh, tough because it's kind of – backwards from regular reserve programs with sheriff's departments because we look for retired LE guys that still have their post certificate and are interested in joining and uh, have the time to spend doing uh, going on these unit watches or coming out helping with the OGT trailer or even going to possibly some of the uh, hunter ed classes and stuff yeah uh, we we use them mainly because it keeps our regular wardens in the field. They don't have to come to the these events. They can go out and keep looking for poachers. Right. You say or patrolling while our our reserves and myself are running the trailers. Right. Like Tyler said, we only have thirty field wardens yeah. to cover the entire state of Nevada. The number of education events that we get requested to go to would keep those thirty guys busy year-round so the reserve game wards are very important and to help with the OGT program though you don't have to necessarily be a reserve game warden no you can just volunteer if you if you're we're, we're hoping to get out and get some volunteers from like Elko, Ely, Vegas, Reno that know the hunting areas around there so they can come to these unit watches or they can come to the OGT trailer when we have it set up in front of a store or wherever and they can interact with the public and they can know that they just need to know some of the laws, some of the regulations, uh, and something about hunting so they can actually talk to people. Yeah, but sure. uh, we're always looking for volunteers to come out and help set up the trailer and and talk to people. Why and not? You get to be outdoors, uh, at events, and talking to people. Between you and your volunteers, Brian, how many how many uh, people do you contact in a year at, at the trailer events? Uh, I believe last year we contacted over 14,000 wow. people at all of our events. That includes our trailer here in uh, Reno and the trailer in Elko. That's and a lot of people. And now adding on the reaching. third trailer for Vegas, yeah. so that number will only go up. Very yeah. important stuff. It's really cool. Another great thing, back to the IWC conference, is that it's in South Lake Tahoe. So... Exactly. No and complaints there. Exactly. One of oh. the jewels of the West for the conference. And then uh, as we touched on the sporting clay shoot to kick off the event, all the public is welcome to that. We really want people to, g- to uh, get online and sign up. That website is uh, www.wildlifecrimestoppers.org. Um, on there you can find a link to the uh, conference with the sporting clays shoot entry form. You can also sign up at the event, but uh, can't stress that enough for you know, challenge your buddies to some bragging rights and see if you can put together a team to come out and shoot sporting clays for a day. 
we're, we're hoping to have some pretty good prizes for the winning teams. Oh, uh, prizes. We're, not we're just bragging rights? Not just yeah, bragging rights. Uh, we're also uh, going to have a, a little auction. we got some things to auction off after the shoot. Uh, possibly a couple of guns and some uh, artwork and stuff like that. Think uh, I think maybe we need to set up a little uh, law enforcement versus firefighters or uh, you guys should, school teachers fun. versus <laughs> principals or something for the shoot. Yeah, I was hoping I, I didn't re get around to it. I was hoping to do a contact a lot of the law enforcement agencies in this area and just say, hey, come get a team together. We'll start a competition. Well, I know a lot of our listeners are so. part of sportsmen's groups, so we could have a – Bighorn versus Chucker or yeah. Waterfowl guys, you know. Yeah, exactly. We can always find a trophy that they can uh, pass, around. pass around every year. If we can keep this, if it turns out good, we might have another one next year. Just We won't have the conference, but we might have a another fundraiser for yeah. the OGT program and IWC, just another shoot to see if it, if it turns out well. Worth I feel it. like the wing shooters are going to they're gonna take on the trophy. Yeah. Yep, if there were a dove hunting organization, they <laughs> would be the best at sporting clays. Right. Yeah, the Texas OGT program holds it like three or four shoots a year for to do to fundraising shoots. Yeah, with, that's great. But they got 500 and some odd game wardens to come do it. So yep. We're giving people a lot of <laughs> ideas here for teams. So, Tyler, one more time, what was that link? Because we've thrown a lot of information at people, and I feel like they'll find a lot about IWC there and also – you bet. How to sign up. Two places I'd like to see the public go visit, www.wildlifecrimestoppers.org. That's the website for International Wildlife Crime Stoppers for this conference uh, where you can sign up for the Sporting Clay Shoot. And then again, always a shout-out to our Operation Game Thief program. Of uh, if you go to endow.org uh, and then look for the uh, Report Wildlife Crime tab, uh, you can learn a little bit about that program. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. They, could try, they can get a hold of me at uh, bl or at endow.org. And I can get them a registration form. Nice. Or, or call the my my office at seven seven five six eight eight one five four four, and I can get a registration form to them or give them some information on the shoot. Perfect. Well, thank you both for being here. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Thank you for having right. us. We well, always thank appreciate you. it. Right thank you case. for the opportunity. No problem. Thanks everyone for listening to Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs> <laughs>